Welcome to the 104 Sports Report, hosted by Alex Brooks and Brian Burroughs, the main source for Oswego sports, a member of the Oswegonian Multimedia Network. Let's get into it. Welcome into another edition of the 104 Sports Report, a podcast under the Oswegonian Multimedia, Season 6, Episode 2. Alongside, as always, Brian Burroughs, I am Alex Brooks, and Brian, how are you doing on this Thursday afternoon? You know, I'm good. It's been a pretty easy week. We're still early in the semester, so work's, workload's pretty light. TOP hasn't really gotten to the full swing of things, which is where I spend a lot of my time late in semesters. Same here. And, uh, yep. Yeah, you know, we both get super busy, so right now it's pretty light. I'm happy. Yeah, it's been pretty late for me, too. I've been doing an internship out in Syracuse. Been doing really well with that, just getting more experience in the different market. But we are back for episode two this week, and we got a little bit more to this episode, not only just us talking heads, talking about uh, the four major winter sports. We got a new, a couple new segments, Brian. Yeah, I'm the excited. The first one is none other than the Laker Rundown. So, Brian, I'm going to transfer it over to you and tell us a little about what the Laker Rundown is. Yeah, so it's just an easy way for us to start each episode from here on out and just giving you the rundown of all the scores from the past week since the last episode. This way, it's at the top of the episode, you're always going to know what happened, and then as we get into later into the episode, you'll hear our breakdown of everything. But at the top of the episode, you're going to hear the scores, and the, highlight, and the highlights from those games a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, the Laker Rundown, new segment. Let's do it. The Laker Rundown and Brian Burroughs started off with some men's hockey. Let's go. All right, so the men's hockey team, unfortunately, took a 4-3 loss to Cortland in overtime here in the Deborah F. Family Arena. It was highlighted by two assists from Shane Bull in the game from their three goals, but 39 saves by Cortland's goaltender, Luca Durante, was uh, easily the highlight of the game for both, for either team. The women's hockey team went to Geneva on Tuesday to, and went 5-2 victory over Williamson College, taking the season series, highlighted by two goals from Simone Benaric in her return from the World University Games where she was playing for Slovakia. They have been on fire, Brian, yeah. on fire. The men's basketball team extends their win streak to 14 games, a 97-61 victory over Plattsburgh Friday night, turned into a 103-78 victory over Potsdam on Saturday, Sparks 27 points versus Plattsburgh. Green 18 point, points versus Potsdam. Their streak is continuing and they get only are getting better. The women's basketball team snapped their five game skid on Friday night with a 53-48 victory over Plattsburgh. And then unfortunately Saturday they couldn't continue the momentum with a 64-33 loss to Potsdam. Wow, Brian. The Laker rundown, the first Laker rundown in 104 sports report history and i will say great job man great job that was that was the that was amazing so now we are going to preview what we're going to be talking about obviously we're going to be it's it's like any other episode here in winter sports it's going to be men's hockey women's hockey men's basketball and women's basketball obviously after the laker rundown we'll talk to you a little bit more about those wins and losses from these teams, but we'll start off with some men's hockey. As you mentioned, Brian, a heartbreaking loss against Cortland, an overtime loss. Well, uh, this game was, you know, a very heartbreaking loss. 
a Suniac opponent, yeah. uh, an opponent that Oswego just had to put away. And they were fighting in this game. They were they were fighting back. They were down, I believe it was 2-0, coming back. And they were tied 3-3 in overtime. And it was just three-on-three shootout. And Cortland got the puck into the net. So, yeah, just going over this game, Brian, what did you see? Um, they didn't look good from the jump. From the first puck drop, I mean, Cortland scored a minute... 53 into the game and you're just I was kind of sitting there like oh this is not a good start we we were not super optimistic sitting there watching that game because they have been playing iffy as of late and when Cortland goes they're on a power play less than two inches into the game and they're scoring it's tough but before the end of the second period another three goals went in two from the Lakers one from Cortland so going into the first intermission it was tied at two so I was sitting there I'm like okay they definitely showed some life here second period another power play goal from Cortland right about, ha- right about halfway and that was the only goal of the period and it's like okay I mean this Cortland team is good we beat them I believe it was five to four in Cortland earlier this season so it they're a good team we beat them in their own beat them in their home barn so I was like okay there's definitely opportunity here but the way the Lakers have been playing as of late it was not great. And DiCarlo would tie it five minutes left to go in regulation, which was, I mean, the goal itself was okay. He just kind of put it near side past the goalie. Goalie definitely put it, should have got a blocker to it. But, you know, it went in. And then overtime, a minute and six into the overtime, three, as you mentioned, three on three overtime, wraparound goal on Cowshell. I mean, I don't, I, from the start, I really don't think they were destined to win that game. They they showed fight, but it wasn't. This Lakers team is not what we saw back at the beginning of the year. That's for sure. Yeah, they're definitely struggling a little bit, and it they need to turn it around, especially for what's coming up. And can we just talk about how they were zero for six from the power play? Yeah. I mean, that is just inexcusable. I mean, no, you, can, yeah. you can't go into a game, especially against a Suniac opponent, that you need to win. You need to win this game getting momentum and just trying to be with Plattsburgh. You're now two points behind Plattsburgh, and the Cardinals are in the driver's seat to take over uh, that first seed and host uh, the Suniacs here. We're seeing uh, from the box score provided by Oswego Athletics that Cortland was two for four for the power play, as you mentioned, as they got one in the first period and then one in the second period. But Oswego, able to have... Three second period power play opportunities, nothing going, and then two in the third period, nothing going, and one in the first. And it just was yeah. not something that you want to see from this Oswego team. Cortland had 14 penalty minutes. Oswego had eight. You got to take advantage of when that is given to you. Yeah, well, especially in the second period, there was at one point they had a five on three for a little under a minute. It was like 50, like five seconds of five-on-three hockey for the Lakers. Uh, you're at 5-3, you have to score. Like, you have such an advantage on the ice at that moment in time. How are you not getting a puck into the right position to get it in the back of the net? Yeah. I mean, the La- uh, the Lakers, special, special, unit, uh, special teams units, have been so bad this year. They're 77% on the penalty kill. That's second to bottom. They're second to last in... 
the Suniac. Like, come on. Cortland, number one, go figure. They yeah. killed o- us six o- times. Six, yeah. We 89%. They're number one in the Suniac. And then, but also, they're not capitalizing on the power play. I, I mean, it's, it's better. They're fourth, but still only it's 17%. A little, like, you look at Cortland, they're 23%. Their power play is so much better than ours, and it showed. It yeah. really showed. I mean, the fact that this team has not, has been ranked this entire season is a little surprising to me. I think their their good start to the year is definitely keeping them afloat. Um, but we'll get into it. But I think a loss this weekend to Jenny, which we'll get into more, it could be like this, uh, the end of a season for them. I would. I mean, I know there's games left, but. That's such a hard. That'll be so hard to recover. So. Yeah, yeah, and then just looking at the schedule for uh, this Oswego hockey team, just going back to uh, the beginning of the season, obviously taking the loss against Hobart. I mean that that was a ranked opponent, and yeah, they were the number one team for the longest time. This exactly. Season, so. And then going, being able to be on that seven game win streak, Wilkes or excuse me, Almira, Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh, SUNY Potsdam, whiteout weekend sweep, then going to Cortland, then to Geneseo, that back-to-back road games, being able to take victories that there. That was insane. And then being able to take it, take control against Brockport, and then just going into Thanksgiving, being able to beat against Wilkes. But I feel like it was that Skidmore tournament that was something where that, agree. that championship game against Skidmore that kind of put them in a back seat a little bit. Not being able to take advantage against Skidmore and win that tournament, then the wheels started falling off a little bit. Morrisville, at home, a home studio game that you're supposed to win, yeah. losing 3-1 in just embarrassing fashion. And then against Utica, uh, putting up a zero against Utica, that was a really tough loss in Utica. But then they got back on a three-game winning streak, Buffalo State, Fredonia, and then St. Anselm in the Best Western Clarion Oswego Classic, taking a loss against Adrian. That was just a back and forth game. Yeah. And then it's just been a little bit of inconsistent for the Lakers. Tied against Potsdam, won against Plattsburgh, then lost against Plattsburgh in that uh, Plattsburgh State Classic, and then winning against Potsdam, and then losing at their yeah. last game against and Cortland. That... So it's just been it's just been for the last pretty much month of January, it's been very inconsistent. Yeah, when well, especially the, with that Potsdam tie and then the first Plattsburgh one, the two one, in was part of the Plattsburgh tournament. So they don't those don't even count as Suniac games. Like they count as essentially non conference games. So the committees and the pairwise, I believe all take those into effect. But as far as like Suniac standings doesn't matter. Yeah. And since then, like you said, the Lakers have been there. Got two points from their last, or three points in their last three games, where you can get a total of six. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, and then I said, we're going into Jenny. This is the biggest game of the weekend. Jenny, no doubt, has has been their rival for the last couple of years. I know people say like people before this season were like it can't be a rivalry because we haven't beat Genesee since they've been good, which is true. Rivalries aren't one sided. But, but we then didn't. we but then we went to Jenny and beat them. So exactly. then it's like, okay, here's the rivalry. Top two teams in the Suniac. Now Jenny has been struggling a little bit this year. They're not where they were. Oswego's been on this bad run. So we're no longer top. But I, I'm pretty sure Genesee has been on a little bit of a better streak than we have as of late. And now they're coming to our home barn with a lot of revenge. They're looking for revenge, and they're looking for 
So, and a win from Geneseo in this game, I don't exactly know how the tiebreakers sit, but it, we'd be tied on points. And so I don't know who would be second, who would be third. Right. And then we have very similar schedules. The only real difference between the Geneseo schedule and our schedule is that Geneseo has Cortland and we have, I believe it's Brockport. Yeah, yeah. That's the only difference between our schedules from the, through the end of the season. And then just looking at the Geneseo schedule right now, they were able to be more consistent than the Lakers in January. They were able to take four wins to Oswego's two in January. Can't, like that, like that's, and their one loss, or their one of their uh, two losses was against Plattsburgh. So that's the number, number one team right now, and that was 3-2. So that was a really uh, competitive game. They were able to take advantage against Potsdam, Suniac opponent. They were able to take advantage against um, Morrisville, where they were be able to beat Morrisville. Yep. And we've we haven't been able to beat Morrisville yet this season because we weren't able to take advantage on the road. We got them next week. Hopefully, we can come back there. But yeah, as you mentioned, Brian, this weekend into the night, this is the biggest. This is the biggest game, biggest weekend of the season. Geneseo Friday, Brockport Saturday. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm not even looking at that Brockport game. Brockport no, you is got, you can't look ahead. No, you for, for, yeah, first you can't look at, can't look ahead, and I mean honestly, second like Brockport is the second to bottom team in the Suniac right now. I have a feeling, no, I, no matter what happens in the Geneseo game, we're gonna go to Brockport and we're gonna come out with a victory, just because like you beat Geneseo, you're riding a high into Brockport. Yeah. You lose Geneseo, it's like oh my god, we just lost to Geneseo after losing to Cortland. It is turnaround time. Gosek will be on them, like hounding them, going into Brockport. I don't think they're losing to Brockport no matter what the outcome of the Geneseo game is, just because like the way Gosek is. So. And looking at the Suniac right now, you got Plattsburgh, Oswego, and Geneseo in that order, and then Cortland right behind them. Yeah. Between Cortland and Plattsburgh, five points. Between Geneseo and Plattsburgh, four, uh, four points. And then Oswego is two points. So. It's a swing either way. Yeah. The only- With a couple wins for either of these teams and other teams losing. This is wide open right now. There's no, like, Plattsburgh is obviously in the driver's seat with 19 points, and they, and they have played one more game yeah, other have, than Oswego. So that, that may one extra game there. That may have Oswego a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more momentum, knowing that you're only having, you only have, like, one less game against Plattsburgh and you just need to take you just need to take care of business of the people in front of you. You can't worry about Plattsburgh losing. You just gotta make sure that you take care of Geneseo and everyone who's in front of you. Yeah. And I mean luckily for Oswego and and Geneseo and Cortland, Plattsburgh's schedule down the stretch is not the easiest. It definitely could be easier. For don't they start this tomorrow, Friday February third Going to Fredonia. That's their easy. That is their easiest game left. Yeah. Fredonia, I mean, and I mean, Fredonia's not a walkover either. Fredonia upset Geneseo last year, and that was almost and something I, where Oswego could have, if they were able to take advantage, they could have hopped over Geneseo last year. Yeah. So Fredonia is certainly not a cakewalk. Buffalo State has been fighting everybody this year, and they're in Buffalo. I know earlier this season we went to Buffalo, beat them five to two, but. I like they're certainly not a cakewalk. They've been fight they fight every team hard. So that's not a guaranteed win for Plattsburgh. Then the next weekend, the Friday after, it's Potsdam. They same thing for Potsdam. They're fighting everybody. And also Buffalo and Pot, Buffalo and Potsdam 
are right. Well, Potsdam not as much. Uh, they're at the very bottom of the Suniac, but they, I mean, they fought us hard multiple both times this season. Um, oh, no. Buffalo and Fredonia, and then the last game was Morrisville. All three of those teams are in the playoff fight for those final two spots. I would say right now, looking at the standings, Plattsburgh is, they're not mathematically locked in, but they're they're locked in. I would say Oswego is pretty close to locked into a top four spot. If if anything, top, they're definitely in the top if six. If they win against Geneseo, I think they are locked in for a top three. I would I would agree. Yeah. Um, but I think right now they're definitely locked in for top six. Geneseo, yes. kind of the same way, locked in for top six. Yeah. And even Cortland, they're two points ahead of Buffalo State. Five, uh, seven points ahead of Fredonia, who are the yeah. sixth seed. Like, I think they're locked in for top six, at least could, like, probably top four. Yeah. I think the top four are going to be the top four and currently in whatever order they end up in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's Buffalo State, Fredonia, and Morrisville, and Brockport all fighting. And honestly, Potsdam, I mean, there's six points between the bottom five for two spots. Mm-hmm. Like, and with a four, to f- four or five games left, depending on how many games you've played so far. I think that bottom five is f- just as much of a fight as the top four is. Yeah. So every team right now is still fighting for playoff spots. And Plattsburgh certainly has the hardest schedule of the top four left, I would say. Yeah, definitely for for uh, Plattsburgh, just being able to... <clears throat> I mean, they're on a six-game winning streak right now. And, you know, with winning streaks in hockey, I mean, you never know where that can go. I mean, yeah. you can get hot at some points, but these last couple games are very important. Like, there's no doubt about it. And if Plattsburgh ends up slipping up, Oswego, Geneseo, and Cortland has a chance to overtake them. There is no doubt about that. So it's going to be a little interesting to see. And then also the other teams, like you mentioned, Fredonia, Morrisville, Buffalo State, you know, six teams get in here. Fredonia, Morrisville, Brockport, they're all going, and even Potsdam, as you mentioned, they're all going for that final spot. Yeah. So it's going to be seeing who wins and who, who gets hot at the right time. But we're going to move over from our men's hockey discussion to the women's side of the ice. Women's hockey, they're coming off a win against William Smith College. They're third in the Newell standings. And they're also on a three-game win streak, Brian. Yeah. With... Uh, with a very, they have a very good shot at hosting. You know, they have four games left. They must win them all if they have a chance at yeah, hosting. Yeah, 100%. But well, things, the, are, things are looking up for this women's hockey team, Brian. Yeah, and I mean, the weird thing, the, well, not weird thing, the different thing about the Newell is that only four teams make it. So uh, hosting means you have to be top two. They... It, I mean, I'm going to be honest, it's going to be really hard for them to host. Plattsburgh is, I mean, they're pretty much clear at the top. They've already clinched a playoff berth with one less game played than Oswego has. They're at 24 points. They're clear. I think they're hosting. Mm-hmm. Then it's between Cortland and Oswego. Now, those, I don't know if those, those two play. Oswego and Cortland plays next week. Yeah, next week. So, huge game next, that's next Biggest Friday. Biggest game of the season that is next week against Cortland. A, a team, we beat them twice in Cortland, and now they're coming to us. So, I'm not too worried about it, but hosting is going to be, it, it's still an uphill battle here. Mm-hmm. But they're in a good spot, and they're getting hot at the <clears> right time. So, that's, that's for sure. They're getting hot at the right time. They kind of proved it again with the William Smith win. It doesn't count for anything as far as conference goes, but uh, they are looking good. So 
I, I mean, I have, I'm not worried about it. They bounced back from that Plattsburgh weekend pretty well in the Utica before that. The, one, the thing I'm most worried about, so Cortland is going to be a tough one. Yeah. And then they also have Canton, which is tomorrow from when we're recording this. Uh, they tied Canton when they last played here mm-hmm. in the in the WRF Stanley Arena. Yep. So they're going to Canton now. It's a little little nervy. And Potts then played them well too. So their schedule's tight down the stretch as well. Yeah, you mentioned it's an uphill battle and that's the that's the best way to explain it. Um can Potsdam you mentioned they did play them play them tough and just looking at just all these games I mean you can say Canton Potsdam you obviously have to win those but it's going to come down to that Cortland game I mean yeah. that is going to be the one where all eyes are going to be on uh coach Dig coach Digby's squad in the Deb next Friday at 7 p.m. it's just going to be you know, big battle between two very good hockey teams, and Oswego has to bring it against Cortland. Um, there's no, there's no real doubt about that, because you know, if you don't, you have a chance to, you know, not host, but you also, you know, it's four, four teams only make it, and you got to do the dirty work now. Yeah. Make sure you beat Canton and make sure you beat Potsdam, because if you only take one of those. And especially if you lose against Canton uh, tomorrow, that is going to be much more of an uphill climb to just even make it in there. Yeah, and I mean, look, if, if the standings f- finish the way they are currently, we're going to Cortland for a playoff game. Yeah. I, we beat them twice already, but it wasn't a playoff atmosphere. Right. So everything changes in the playoffs. Yeah, it's 0 0. So I don't, don't want to go to Cortland. I want Cortland to come to us. Yep. No doubt about that. Is, that. that is how I want the season to end. I want Cortland coming here to play that playoff game. Yep. Because I feel like a playoff game, unfortunately, this women's team doesn't get the fans that, that they should. They, they play really good hockey. They deserve better fan support than they get. Yeah. But I think a midweek playoff game, they would get that support. They I would. think I think Oswego does a good job around campus, like the school itself, promoting the teams when they're playing. Right. I think if they were to say, hey, Oswego playoff, women's hockey playoff game taken on Cortland, I think it's probably going to be a midweek game. Like, pack the deb for this. I mean, that's, that, that's exactly what I'm saying, Brian. I mean, especially being midweek, like, you got, like, weekend games. Like, with, with the weekend, people do other stuff. They go somewhere, they do other stuff in college. But I feel like in the midweek, you're trying to find something to do. Yeah, exactly. Wednesday, it's a, most likely a Wednesday night. Yeah, exactly. Who's doing what on a Wednesday night? Come right. On. You're not. No one's going. No one's going out. No one's... You know what we're we're doing? We're going to be covering this game. Exactly. That's what we're going to be doing for uh, uh, WTOP. And, exactly. You know, now just looking Cortland, Buffalo State. I mean, it would be great if they go four and I think realistically, with these games, they beat Canton, Potsdam, and uh, Cortland. And I think the Buffalo State game, they're all, they'll already be locked in. Okay. And they'll just be able to, uh, they'll probably take a one-point loss against Buffalo State for senior You think they're going to lose to Buffalo State? I don't know. Ah, I mean, no, not happening. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it, uh, 
I, yeah, Buffalo State's not really doing well. Are you I think, getting your hot takes I think, out early here? I think I'll t- no, no, no. I'll take that back. <laughs> I think they if they beat Buff if they beat Kitten, Potsdam, and Cortland, they're going to take care of Buffalo. Yeah, State. Yeah, I mean they went to Buffalo. I'll, State. I'll they retract went, they beat, my statement there. Good. Hopefully, no one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they beat Buffalo State nine to two in Buffalo. I don't, hopefully, I don't think they uh, some women's hockey players and don't go at me <laughs> anywhere. Um, so yeah, so women's hockey they just got to take care of uh, business. Here, third in the Newell, they want to host. Destiny's right in front of them. They four game, four wins. Yep, all they four. They control wins. their own destiny. So, unfortunately, Cortland does have a few more games than them. Two less games played right now. So I'm assuming Cortland has six left. If we have four, they probably have six. Might have to scoreboard watch. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I would agree. But if you're looking for the latest Oswego State Lakers hockey news. Tune into the Oswegonian Hockey Podcast. Host Zach Case and Thomas Turgeon update listeners on the Oswego State men's and women's hockey teams. Interviews, opinions, and hot takes all from the Oswegonian office. Check out the latest episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, a podcast under the Oswegonian Multimedia Department. Their understanding of the game is way better than ours. Their analysis of the game is way better than ours. So if yep. you like what we're saying and you want a little, a little more in-depth, a little more analysis, please go to them. They have a great podcast. Yeah, they're the the two hockey heads and two of the biggest hockey heads here in the media orgs, uh, Zach Case and Thomas Sturgeon. So please give a listen to them. They've helped us out a bunch uh, setting up this podcast. But Brian, we're going to move over from the ice to the hardwood in Max Zeal. We'll start off with the men's basketball team. 12-1, 12-1, first in the SUNYAC, and it looks like 2021-2022 all over again, Brian. Oh, my God. It is insane. You you mentioned before we got on this podcast the January stats. I'm going to transfer it over to you because, man, Brian, they are insane. Tell us about it. Dude, okay. So they played nine games in January. That's a, a significant amount of games for a team for a, for a Division three college team Definitely in a month. They, they backloaded their games. Exactly. They had they averaged ninety three points a game, so they won all of their games. But ninety three points a game is what they averaged. That's insane. They shot fifty one percent from the field on six hundred and one attempts. So I, I was doing the math earlier. And I don't remember exactly. Let's see. Um, they averaged about sixty six shots a game, shooting fifty percent. So they're making about 33 shots a game from the field. From three, they shot 45%, which from a single player, that's really good. From a whole team, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 223 attempts as well. Um, I, I can't understate or overstate or cover, I want to say that, how impressive this team has been down the stretch. Coach Leon has put the work in with this team. The players have put the work in themselves. They're shooting the lights out of every game. They've scored 97 or more points in the last four games. It was an 103 victory, a 97 victory, a 100-point victory, and a 106-point victory. Yep. They're on a roll right now. Yeah, they they definitely are on a roll. And what was interesting to see, because I was uh, on the call with uh, Joey Palatsky on WNYO, and we got a chance to talk to uh, Jamal Achille and Coach Leone. And basically, you know, he was happy from the offense perspective. Wasn't really happy with the defense for mm. this men's basketball team. 
because they let up a season high. It was a it was a season high seventy six points against really? or excuse me seventy eight points against SUNY Potsdam. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was a season high giving up seventy eight points against the Potsdam Bears. And something that Coach Leona really stood out to me is that when we were asking about what what the message is from you know going to um, excuse me the message going into the these next couple games because it's going to be a really t- uh, really tough Suniac schedule. He's like, we got to clean it up on defense. If we if we can't clean it up on defense, he basically said. You know, kiss the Suniac championship goodbye, and we're not even yeah. going to be in the NCA. So it's it, he keeps his team disciplined. He keeps everyone on their toes. There's no light practice. There's no uh, it, it, when you get a win. If it's not enough, it's not enough. You got to be almost near perfect for Coach Leon, and even then, he still he still finds everything that he still finds one thing to improve or multiple things to improve, and that is the reason why he's been coaching so long and how he has so much success with this team. Yeah, I mean, look, this they're going into weekend, which is New Paltz and Oneonta. That is not... New Paltz, I think I said this last week when we talked about New Paltz, is the team that beat them at the end of the season last year when they were on, an, on the insane run. You can't overlook them. They're not... New Paltz isn't as hot as they were or as good as they were last year. We've, put, we've been playing them a lot better especially since pretty much the, the Sunyan Championships last year. But they're still a good team. And then Oneonta is even the harder team. They play really well. They play us mm-hmm. really well. When we played them a couple weeks ago, it was just a 76-68 victory. Yep. That was in the month of January. They, we only put up 76 points in a month that we were averaging 93 points. Right. So Oneonta plays us really tight. And Oneonta's also on a three-game winning streak right now. I know we're on a 14-game winning streak, and you may see that, oh, Oswego's more hot than Oneonta. It doesn't matter if you're on a three-game winning streak, two-game winning streak. You're still on a winning streak. I mean, you're still hot. So they're fighting for the second spot against Brockport. You know, they're trying to find better seating and trying to figure out what they can do there. And and as you mentioned, Brian, we talked about this a lot with uh, this basketball, the Suniac, is that if you're a second seed, you don't get to host. No, you don't get. You a, don't get the you, host. So you if you're if you're Oneana, obviously you want to get a better seating. But do you? You know, what I mean, you don't. Yeah. Do you want to go? Like, obviously you'll have to play one extra game, but it'll be at home. So you'll yep. have that momentum if you're able to take advantage against uh, a, an opponent at home, like, let's say Geneseo, Geneseo yeah. coming there and being able to take a win at home and. You know, as you mentioned, hardest weekend, hardest weekend left. Oneyana, New Paltz. I'm pretty sure that they're going to take advantage of their winning streak right now, and I think they'll clean it up on defense. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, even if they don't clean it up on defense as much as coach wants, they can score. or at all. Yeah, they can I mean, score they can score the ball. So the depth on this team is insane. They have multiple guys averaging like I think it's more than seven points a game right now, which doesn't seem like a lot. But when you have, like, three guys, like, on your bench that are consistent scorers, the depth alone is awesome. So, like, I'm looking at the stats right now. 
10 per game. We have four 10 per game scores. Jeremiah Sparks, who's been had had alone a really good month, 16 averaging 16 a game. Devin Green, 13 a game. Aki Anderson's averaging 11 a game, and Cardia Bowman is averaging just under 11 a game. They're all starters. Jamal Kelly, the final starter, eight a game. Off the bench, Joey Roback, who has who came into his own in January alone, he averaged 13 a game in the month of January, is averaging 8.8. You get Caleb Cook off the bench, a, a good shooter in his own right, and a really good facilitator, 6.4. And then you just kind of go to the guys below that. None of them are averaging more than or more than five, but they're just good bench pieces. They fit in. They they play their roles. Sean Edwards plays tough basketball. Luke Van Slyke showed himself showed up last week and came finally back from an injury that he'd been dealing with a lo- good chunk of the season. Yeah. Hit a couple threes. Played good down low. Was matching the size of Potsdam's big man. So. Just the depth of this team is really, really good. Yeah, and I can can I just say something about Joey Roback? I mean, my man just knows how to shoot threes. Oh my, yeah. He is second in three points on Oswego. He's at 48, and man, just a just an insane guy from the arc. Like he he yeah. knows whenever he gets the ball and he's shooting from three, like it is almost like 95% it's going to go in. Like, he has great shot selection. I was on color, as I mentioned, with uh, Joey, and it just seemed like he was making one, two, three. Three threes, and it was just like he, he was racking up those points yeah. against Potsdam. So, you know, he's been an integral part. And then... Look, uh, yeah, well, like, Joe, I mean, Oswego has the three best three-point shooters in the SUNYAC this year. Yeah. Of course, Devin Green. Devin Green, we knew was going to do it. He was, like, top five in the country last year, and he's up there again this year, shooting 49.5% from beyond the arc. Jeremiah Sparks uh, is shooting 45.3, and so is Joey Roback. Joey Roback's volume is a little higher, so it's a little more impressive. But, I mean, you can't overlook Jeremiah Sparks. The just improvement he made from just the step from last year, where last year was like, okay, you have to stop his drive. If you kind of force him to stay at the arc, it's he gets his ability gets a little iffy. It's like he he's not the best perimeter shooter. He came in this year and completely he must have like worked on it the entire offseason because now he knocks down threes. He can drive. He's super athletic. I I'm very impressed with Jeremiah Sparks, and that's why he is was back to back Sunay Player of the Week too. Yeah, and mentioning Jeremiah Sparks, I mean. Thousand career points, back-to-back Suniac Player of the Week. I mean, I'm sure even just a talking to Jamal Kelly, who eclipsed 500 points on his career. I asked him. He was like, "Oh, I did. I didn't even know about it." Uh, he was like, "I don't really care about those uh, records because you just see this team like they want to win. They don't. Yeah. Th- and that's and that's one of the reasons why they're doing so good that they're so selfless like all of them are buying into coach leon's system and coach leon's attitude to just be like you know professional accolades don't really mean much winning is what means a lot and they're winning a lot right now 14 straight wins just incredible yeah i it's so much fun to watch this team play even with the quote-unquote bad defense from coach leon like I mean, 78 points for this team is a lot. They average, like, 63 against a game. Yeah, and, but, yeah. but like, the offense is electric. Uh, it's just fun to just go and watch these games. So I, I'm not worried about it. And, and I'm sure as these games get a little bit more tight and we get into the playoffs, 
I'm sure that that crowd at Max Seal, after last year, just knowing that this team is, I mean, they're still under the radar in terms of comparing to hockey, but still, like, they're, they're making a name for themselves. Yeah. And then I think once playoffs start, I think is where you'll see the defense improve a lot because they know it's win or go home. Yeah, exactly. At that, at that point. So, but we'll move over to the women's side of the hardwood now for the women's basketball team. They are seventh in the SUNYAC. They are outside looking in at five and eight in the conference. They had a weekend split win versus Plattsburgh that actually snapped their five-game losing streak uh, that they were going into that game, and then they got on another losing streak against Potsdam. So, you know, I was on the call for both of those games, and Brian, that win against Plattsburgh, it seemed like, you know, they were taking what they didn't have, and they were using other notable players like Chastine Giles and Sydney Hofs to go and give them and ride their momentum and they played every single minute of that game. I yeah. you know I didn't get a chance to look at the women's team this weekend. I had uh, I was kind of bouncing around between uh Max Zeal and the studio for the women's game. I will for the Friday games I was here in right. in Murano yeah, yeah. campus center for the hockey games and then on Saturday, I was bouncing from Zeal to Murano to the control room, yep. getting ready for the men's game that I was on the call for. So I didn't really get a chance to look at the women's team, but that's impressive, 40 yeah, minutes. G- Giles and Hofs played f- both the full game, and then also Sydney Hofs ended up playing the full game the next day. She had an 80-minute weekend. and <laughs> That's like just cardio. A, and she is a... I believe she is a freshman, freshman or sophomore underclassman here for this women's basketball team. Yeah. And, man, like, it, it was just so impressive to see because, you know, you're not really expecting to have a couple underclassmen play as much as they did. No, not and at all. It was, it was just a sight to see. But, you know, taking that loss 64-33 to against Potsdam, it was kind of like, you know, you win against Plattsburgh, a tough 53-48 gritty win. And then it just seemed like it was like the games that you faced off at that five-game losing streak. Yeah, so, Brian. T- tough I'm, game for Logan Casiglione in that one. She did not make a shot from the field. Yeah. 0 of 8 from the field, 0 of 4 from beyond the arc. Right. Uh, it's a real tough game for her, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, this women's team, I the I'm glad they broke the five-game skid. They needed they needed at least one win. Um, it's still because they mirror the schedule of the men's team. That's how the basketball teams work. Um, it is not going to be an easy stretch of games for them. Oneonta, New Paltz, Oneonta, Cortland, three teams at the top of the SUNYAC this year for the women's side. Cortland getting votes to be ranked this year, I believe. They're not in the top 25, but they're getting votes to be there. Yeah. Um, so they're in a really tough stretch. And unfortunately, outside looking in, I think it's going to stay that way. Yeah, and it it's going to – they're going to need a miracle at this point. I mean, they're yeah. going to have to win all of these games that they have left. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, this is a big weekend. You obviously mentioned New Paltz. I mean – 
Yeah, they're undefeated I, I, in the I, conference this year. They're undefeated in the conference. Like, that's going to have to take a miracle to get in there. Yeah. And then you also have Oneana, who is top, one of the top four teams here in the SUNYAC. And then that Potsdam loss was probably the biggest of the season, I would say. Yeah. If they won that game, they'd be above Potsdam right now. And in sixth place, instead they're below Potsdam in seventh. So not only do they not have the tie, like they have that tiebreaker over them, they only have one game versus the three. There's three teams below them, Plattsburgh, Fironi, and Buffalo State, and I, they only have one game versus those three teams. Yeah. Because even then, Brockport is sitting above them, just above Potsdam in that fifth right. place spot. So outside looking in, and they're not. It's not even an uphill climb. They're like trying to go straight up a cliff right now. Like they're trying right. to rock, trying to rock climb without a harness right now. <laughs> yeah. Is I think how you put this. Uh, yeah. I. I mean, I agree with you at this point. I mean, but the question is, you have to rely on Chastine Giles and Sydney Hopes the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I would mean, agree. The these are your spark plugs, especially for Chastine Giles. Um, yeah. Her her. her performance against Plattsburgh was just, you know, pretty much a spark plug for this Oswego team. She had, she played, you know, 40 minutes and she had 13 points and Sydney Hopes played 40 minutes. She had 15 points. So both of them able to, you know, be leaders of this team and they're, and they are still yeah. underclassmen. I mean, it's, it's impressive to see from both of these people or excuse me, Justin Giles is a junior. That is my bad, but I believe Sydney Hopes is a, freshman. is a freshman, yes. So being able to rely on a freshman from Amsterdam, just being able to get, be in here and be one of the leaders, it, it's been important for this women's basketball team. Yeah, and Chastain Giles is such a weird one to me. Um, she was the starting point guard last season before she lost the job to Daniela Kaivana. Yeah. Um, well, Kaivana... Would went on to prove that season why she was getting the starting point guard job. Right. Um, she really was like kind of carrying the team. Yeah, she, the entire season. She was carrying. This yeah, season definitely. she didn't get the starting job, but every time that she gets like significant minutes, meaning more than like fifteen, she tends to put up a decent amount of points. And you go to the start of the season, there was the game versus SUNY Poly. She had sixteen minutes. She put up twelve points. Um, other games that she she just kind of I mean it's like seven six points, which isn't a lot. But if you can get seven to six points from her and then kind of similar output from Hofs and a similar output from White Principio and Castiglione and um, Katie Lilly, it's like if you just kind of get everybody to do that, then like you'll kind of you get into the position to at least attempt to win games. But Chastain Giles gets very inconsistent minutes. There's times where she gets close to 20. There's times where she's around the 15. And then there's games where she gets like six and yeah. it's, or, or four. And it's like... There's got to be something there, I feel like, between her and um, Coach Pinkerton. I don't want to speculate on anything. I have no clue what goes on in the locker room, what goes right. on behind and during practice. So I don't want to speculate on anything. It's just weird how inconsistent her playing time is. Through, where she does have the ability to score. She gets wild at times. I mean, it's pretty. if you watch any of the games where she does get a decent amount of playing time, yeah. she tries to do a little too much sometimes, and her passes get sloppy, and they, she tries to, like, like, there'll be times where she tries to push it up the court on a fast break, and the pass is just picked off. It wasn't, like, placed perfectly right. or yeah, goes yeah. out of bounds. So she can get wild at times, which I can see why that would upset a coach. But also, if you there have been, the, obviously, the points where she, you give her the minutes, she puts the points on the board, which is what you need to do to win games. Yeah, yeah definitely. And 
as you mentioned, this team, like, when you mentioned when they go on fast breaks, I mean, as just calling these games and just looking at them fast breaks, they don't slow down. I think that's one of their weaknesses right now is that when they're on that fast break and they have, like, it's like one on two with, a def- like, two defenders on them, yeah. it feels like they just want to make the hero shot and they just want to get it. I feel like if you're able to slow down in transition and kind of just let the whole team come up and not just rely on one person. If it's like one-on-nothing or one-on-one, yeah, I understand. Take the shot. But if it's like one-on-two and you don't really know if you're going to be able to make the shot, you got to make sure, or especially if it's like a height difference, you got to make sure that you can slow it down because especially in the first quarter and second quarter when you're still just feeling out the game and seeing where you're momentum is but going uh to this season i feel like this has been regardless of what happens for this oswego women's basketball team i feel like this program had a big step up i 100 percent agree i mean they were five and 19 last season with only two wins in conference right now they are five and eight in conference three more wins than last year and they have pretty much doubled their total to 12 and 8 overall yeah from only 5 wins being able to get 7 more wins this season that is very impressive and they've been and they've been close wins but it has been very impressive for this Oswego team and you yeah, know if they have a if they have another run in them you never know we could say next week if they're able to beat uh Oneana, and maybe they're able to be competitive against New Paltz. It might be a different story come next week. But, Brian, I feel like it's getting a little toasty in here. If you, Ooh, warm. It's getting a little toasty, uh, you know. I, it's, it's getting very, very hot in here. We got a new segment, ladies and gentlemen. It is called the Laker Oven, something that uh, I came up with, me and Brian came up with. We are going to give our hot takes on one of these four teams, and we're going to discuss them and see if we agree, disagree, or what our thoughts are. This is what we're going to try to be doing every single episode after we talk about uh, each sport that we are covering. So, Brian, your Laker oven hot take, what is it? I'm going, men's basketball team is going to win every game they have left this season by 95 points or more through the SUNYAC playoffs. Wow. I think they're sweeping the rest of the season. They're running through the SUNYAC playoffs, 95 points or more in each game. They're so hot right now. They're playing so well. I don't think this run stops. I think this run of high scoring continues, and it's going to lead to them hosting an NCAA pod game as well. Wow. Wow, Brian. I mean, you know, I agree that they will win every game left, and I believe that they will be able to repeat as Suniac champs. But, Brian, I can't say that they're going to score at least 95 points in everything. I could see them scoring 95 points the rest of the season. I can't really see them scoring 95 points each game in the uh, SUNYAC playoffs because you know in the SUNYAC playoffs it's just defense is the catalyst in these playoffs I mean for both for both teams Oswego I know they can score I know they've been scoring and I hope I eat my words 
when uh, this hot take hopefully comes to fruition. But Brian, I can't say that they are going to be at 95 points. I believe that they can be up there, but I can't mm-hmm. guarantee that they're going to be at 95 points. Uh, each I game. think it's 95. Like oh. they're, they're on such a good run right now. And host a playoff? Like, yeah. And okay. host an so NCAA playoff? That one came with some research. That one came with a little bit Just of research. Just a little bit. Because, well, no. So the, the NCAA regional rankings come out next Monday, I believe. So we're going to get like a definitive look at where they're sitting. But right now, the team's around them that same place last year were Rochester and Nazareth. Those were the two other teams that they were fighting with a playoff spot for. It ended up being Nazareth, I believe, getting the, the hosting spot of the three teams. Now, Nazareth is having not as good a season. They've fallen completely out of the D3 hoops top 25. They're on a tough run of games. So I don't think, I think their chances have, have fallen to little to none. I think it's between Oswego and Rochester. Rochester I believe is they're two and two in their last four games, and one of those wins was an overtime win. Mm-hmm. They play in a much more competitive conference in the UAA, which involves a lot of traveling. There's a, one of the teams in the UAA is from Atlanta, Georgia. I know this weekend they have to go to St. Louis, Missouri, and Chicago yeah. in the same weekend for away games. Yep. They're not playing their best basketball right now. I think a loss, especially in, and one of the the, for the team they play in St. Louis, Missouri. I don't remember the exact name of the team. They lost to them at home. Their first home loss of the season came to them last weekend. So now they have to go to St. Louis to play that team. I don't think they're going to win that game. I, and they've fallen below Oswego in the D3 top 25 as well. I think Oswego has the best chances of hosting right now because of the streak they're on. Yeah, and yeah. I think that streak will continue with the 95-plus wins a game as well. Yep. They're on a roll. I think they stay just as hot. That's my hot take. Yeah, you can't you can't deny uh, Brian Burroughs' research. He he's always he's always backing his points with research. And man, nope. I mean, if they're able to they're able to do that, I mean, I hope your hot take is right. I hope that they're able to sweep all these insane. games by you know being at ninety five points each game or ninety five and more. But yeah. man, that that will be interesting to see. Um, I mean, there's five there's five games left. And then you go to, the, and then I'm adding to that the two Sunyak games they would play. Seven straight, seven straight more wins, putting them at a 21 game win streak. And the last um, nine of those would be 95 plus point victories. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, you're saying. I'm sticking to I mean, it. I'm sticking to it. Uh, I'm hope I'm hoping you're right. I, I'm really hoping you're right. But all right, now to my hot take. Everyone, rub your hands a little bit. The men's hockey team will capture the first seed ahead of Plattsburgh State. Wow. And I'm not even just saying they're going to get the first seed. They are going to play Geneseo in the SUNYAC Championship in the Deb. They were able to get against Geneseo in the championship game last year, but it was in Geneseo. But I feel like Geneseo in the playoffs, they have a little bit more playoff experience. I feel like they'll be able to, uh, the sta- you know, the standings are going to work out some sort of way. And Geneseo and okay. Oswego is going to be at the end. I feel like just with Plattsburgh, it just seems like Plattsburgh has a chance to go into the second round. But I feel like one of those teams is just going to knock them off. Okay. And I feel that Geneseo and Oswego, it's going to be an Oswego-Geneseo. I I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling. And some research to back that up. 
Uh, Plattsburgh, as we mentioned before, they have a tough schedule coming down the wire. I mean, they face Fredonia. Fredonia plays teams tough later in the season. We mentioned before, they faced against Geneseo. They okay. won. All right. And it's at Fredonia. It's not a home game. Then they face Buffalo State. You mentioned all these teams are fighting. Fredonia, Buffalo State. I'm not saying that they're going to lose those games. I'm just saying that there could be, in all these four games, I don't see that, that they're going to sweep these last four games. I believe that they will take, I believe they'll go two and two in these last four games. Wow. Yeah. All right. I am very, I am very confident that Oswego will be able to wow. take pretty much the rest of their schedule. And it all starts in Geneseo. And it's going to be the rematch of the century here in central New York. They'll beat Geneseo into the night. They'll beat Brockport. They'll beat Morrisville. And they'll take those two games against Buffalo State and Fredonia. And they'll get that number one seed, Brian. Oh, I cannot. I cannot agree with you on oh. this one. I, I'm not going to back your hot take. Damn. Uh, Plattsburgh has a tough schedule. We mentioned it. I don't think they're going to falter enough for us to overtake them. I'm not even that confident we're going to beat Geneseo. I'm very, I'm being completely honest. I don't think we're going to beat Geneseo this weekend, which would mean I don't think we're going to get the first seed. I don't even know if we're going to get the second seed, to be completely honest. The, this team isn't playing the greatest. And it's, I mean, it's not the hardest schedule down the stretch, but it's not the easiest. We got to go beat Morrisville in Morrisville next week, which we couldn't do at home. I, I just don't know. I don't know. I can't. I, feel I don't like think, the- I, I think. Brian, you, you're uh, not think, believing think, in the Laker magic? I think, I think you're it's not believing be, in the Laker magic? I think it's going to be magic? a third seed. I think it's going to be a third seed for the oh, Lakers. Third seed? Yeah, it's tough, which oh. means they'd, they'd host they'd host a game here. They'd host the sixth seed in their in the quarterfinal game, whoever that ends nah, up being. We're getting, I, I don't think we're, we're getting in the top second, two. We're getting in the second seed. I think seed. top two is Plattsburgh and Geneseo. I think it is. I think So the thing is, with this hot take, I believe it is the first seed. But I will not be surprised if they just stick at the second seed. I'm not retracting my statement. I am just saying well, that... Well, if they're the second seed, they don't play in the dev, so... I know, but still, I believe in these Lakers that they're able to make this improbable run. And they will... Because Plattsburgh, they're hot, they're hot right now, but they're going to prove that... Oswego's going to prove why they should and will host these these games okay. i know it's a hot take and if anybody's listened to this 104 sports report episode that comes out tomorrow i know i'm gonna get a lot of heat for it but if it happens come on you got to give me all the credit here but we're hoping that this game against geneseo we only have to look at this game we got to control it yeah let's look tomorrow. we're just gonna we're just gonna focus on the geneseo game against the ice knights but so that was the laker oven we will have more debates coming up in the next episode and for our next episode next week we'll continue to talk about all of these four sports hopefully that we'll get some you know answers to our questions answer to our analysis we'll see if women's hockey and men's hockey are continuing or women's hockey continuing the hot streak and men's hockey being able to have a successful weekend against Geneseo and Brockport. And then 
you know, men's basketball, women's basketball. We'll see what happens with the women's basketball team because New Paltz and Oneyana, not really uh, a little bit of a negative look right now with New Paltz being one of the top teams, but you never know. And then men's basketball, we'll see if they're going to continue their hot streak with 14 straight. Yeah. And then, Brian, we're going to have some... Uh, we're gonna have some a potential interview next week. We're not gonna give who we're gonna be interviewing, but yeah, we're hope, we're hoping to get somebody on. Hoping to get somebody on. We're hopefully that we can get someone on here for next week, and then also, you know, it's not confirmed yet, but we're thinking about possibly going to Morrisville State. Yeah. To cover on our social media the Oswego versus Morrisville game, and if and if we end up beating Oswego, or excuse me, beating <laughs> Geneseo and beating Brockport, that Morrisville game will be very important. Yeah, it becomes a very big game on the schedule. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're I, I think we're planning on we're heading down there with a couple of our uh, TOP friends, Thomas Turge and Jared Wakefield, I believe, yep. are the other ones potentially heading down there with us. Um, and yeah, look look out for the 104 Sports Report social media accounts on the Instagram, on the Twitter, for a couple live posts, a couple live hits from the game from us talking about just what's going on. So yeah, if you wanna you wanna get some live updates, check out 104 Sports Report Twitter, Instagram Wednesday at Puck Drop seven o'clock. So after that, yep, definitely check it out. We're gonna have we're hoping for some more interviews, and we're gonna continue with these segments. Maybe. Get a little bit more segments as these uh, winter sports are wrapping up and the playoffs start coming in our playoff push episodes start coming out. But that is going to do it for episode two of season six of the 104 Sports Report. We will catch you in the next episode next week. We'll cover everything once again. And everyone, have a great night. See ya.